Jesus, Stephen, you're amazing. I tell you what, it's like the old pulse days coming back all of a sudden. Yeah, that's very when you, technical. When you, you, grabbed a hold, you grabbed a hold of the fader and, yeah. and you're holding it there, right, and you go, I oh, no, I think I'm going to do it this way. Yeah. And I'm waiting for something magical. And Tony oh. and I are looking at each other and you push the fader up. <laughs> no, man, on. There's wow. no magic left in these fingers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's been a while since we've been uh, back, folks. We've had too a bit of a long. hiatus. I've been up in Queensland oh. on holidays. You've had a bit of a trip. Oh, yeah, got another one too. Have you? Yeah, one day away off to Hawaii. Oh, that's right too. You're going to do some fishing over there as well. You got yeah, charter? a little bit. Yeah, no. I've, so I booked on with. Um, interesting. I guess I'll see what you guys think about this one, right? But um, the guy I was with last time, Paul, over there in, at Exit Eight Bass, yep. um, chasing Peacock Bass at Lake Wilson. So that's all booked in and everything else. That's on uh, Thursday. Yeah, time. Okay, I'm doing that. Um, I wanted to get a bonefish charter, right? Now the bonefish guides over there are about twelve to fifteen hundred bucks US, right? Whoa. One person, yep, right. And yep. Joe and I both go together. Anyway, we found this one that's uh, it's started up during COVID. It's a kayak. This is physical. You paddle job. out. You get out behind the airport. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm right with this sort of stuff, mate. I'll probably just paddle with one arm. Mm. Um, and you get out the back, and, and then, then the you other side one for fish. the paddles. Yeah, that's right. I want to go on your chest. <laughs> a deep fib machine, one hand. Exactly. Um, you get out the other side of the airport and places like that, and then you get out of the kayak and you wade along the flats looking for bonefish and casting at them, right? Yep. couple of uh, red flags. One is he's not booked out. He's, it's really easy to get a hold of. Two is I said, I want to bring my own rod and chase a few on plastics as well as use their fly fishing gear. Yep. And he said, no. And I said, oh, it's my own gear, mate. I just want to throw a few plastics around and get a few. And he goes, no, really? And he goes, no. So anyway, I didn't book him. Oh, really? And then he rang me yesterday and said, oh, you guys still interested? We've got bookings available on the Friday, Saturday and Sunday, which is what he had four months ago when I first rang him. Oops. Is it a yay or a nay for this fella? Still use your own gear, though? What's the story? I'm guessing. No, no, no. I still not use my. I'm only oh. allowed to go fly fishing or bait fishing for oh, bonefish. A lot of even here, a lot of charters are all like that too. If he still got vacancies He's that he had from three months ago, <laughs> oh. it means he doesn't catch fish. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, he doesn't. Catch Actually, I will tell fish. you what. We'll bring our guest up. We've got Alan Minucci from Fish and Mad Channel Thirty One TV series. Al, here you go, mate. Yeah, very good, guys. Thanks for having me on board. Yeah, no worries, dude. It's, it's a pleasure. Now, uh, yeah, well, you do a bit of kayak fishing. You know a bit about guides and stuff. You're in the mix. What are your thoughts? He doesn't know what you were talking about, though. He would have heard nah. it, wouldn't he? No, oh. <laughs> no I'm all over it. Sorry, mate. A, a, a guide in Hawaii, you go by kayak. He, take, he guides you out on the bonefish on the reefs. He's got no bookings. He's available all the time, and he won't let me take my own gear. Is it a yay or nay? Do we go with this guy? Do we trust him? Or he's got, oh, he's also got no reviews. None. He's got no reviews. No reviews. Zero reviews. <laughs> and no cheap. bad ones, no good ones, and he's cheap. Well, he's no, what no, are you no. targeting out there? What are you targeting out there? What's, what's your target species? Uh, bone, bonefish, mate. And he does, bone, he does bonefish on bait. On bait? Now, to me, bait. that just sounds really bad. <laughs> Has he actually ever caught one? I don't Ooh. know. Ooh. But under the pre- under the premise of guiding... Right? Oh, mate, that's not my fault if you didn't get him. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Money up front, thanks, mate. <laughs> well, I'll tell you no, what look, he is. They go pretty hard, hard, the old bonefish and stuff that I've seen in videos and that. And obviously, you get some pretty exotic species up there, so I'd love to spend some time up there. But um, I'm with you. I, I love using my own gear because I've got a fascination for 
you know, fishing ultralight, using lures and, you know, especially when you're targeting fish like that, you know, if you, if you can get them on surface or on subsurface, things like that. So, but, um, but you're probably right. A lot of guys are probably say no to bringing your own gear, which is probably a bit sad. So. Yeah, but the fact he said no to me fishing plastics on my own gear and he recommended <laughs> bait fishing, it sounds, yeah. it sounds desperate. <laughs> no, you got to catch them on lures and plastics. That's oh, and, and here's the other so, one. Yeah. Have a guess how much this bloke is for a half day, five hours. No, five hundred and fifty US. Oh, okay. And what you say the others were? 12, oh, the other one, the other ones like twelve, fifteen hundred bucks, depending yeah. which one you go with, right? Yeah. But but they are the these they're the ducks nuts, right? These yeah. guys feature on TV all over the US and everything else, right? This fella here, he's got no idea. You might be his first customer by the sounds of things. I reckon, I, when I reckon you go that's over a there. fair chance. <laughs> so, what do you reckon? Asking for half price discount. Ask him if he wants to pay you for a lesson in casting. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. I think. I think. Just see what happens. Take it and see. You what reckon? Happens. Yep. All right. I'll tell you what happens. I'll tell you what happens when yep. I get back. Yep. Right? Looking forward to the story when you get yep. home. It'll be. It'll be a good story. It'll be a show. Oh, it'll be an entire show. I've got no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be reclassified from fishing to comedy again like we normally are. All right. Our guest tonight, well, there's never any fishing. Our guest tonight, Alan Benucci. Now, you guys would have seen this bloke uh, floating around YouTube, Channel 31. Channel 31. Magazines. Uh, he's got his, his – uh, you got a – what is it called? Uh, yours wouldn't be called an OnlyFans, would it? What's that, sorry? Your page, your privacy, the page where people can subscribe. No, nah, so we've got a whole range of stuff. But, yeah, we've got a members area on the website. So m- most of it's done through the Fishing Mad uh, members website these days. But, yeah, it's across so many different platforms now. As I said, it's on the TV show and YouTube channel and all the social. So it's, it's a bit of everywhere at the moment. So. Do you call that OnlyFans, the member page? The member page. Because they've got to pay for it. So would it be really technically an OnlyFans page? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a, yeah, an exclusive members area. And we do a lot of stuff in there for guys that – um, you know, for the amount of time that things consume these days and just try and give people a bit of extra love and care on there and a bit of extra content. But, yeah, that, that's it, definitely for, for fans on there. So, yeah. I know this has got nothing to do with fishing, but I heard the stats today come out of the States for streaming and for free to TV, and it was something like 36% stream. The other 36 were um, cable TV yeah, and the rest were... Free-to-air. Free to yeah. So the, ads so the streaming it. is actually yep. taking over. Yeah, because you can watch it when you need to watch mm. it, when you want to watch it. Hey, um, what's, some of the, what's some of the stuff you get asked? I'm just These member pages, right? Because, I mean, when I used to work in the tackle industry, and this is before things like, you know, it's YouTube. Lures were carved out yeah, of wood. Yeah, lures were carved out of wood. You used mm. to whittle them with another piece <laughs> of wood. Um, so <laughs> I used to get asked questions like, um, can you show me a fish hook? That's happened to me a couple of times where people yeah. have actually walked in. Do you get that sort of stuff? How what how basic are we talking here, the questions you get asked? Oh, look, it's all over the place. And, and look, people's skill set and experience um, is just so vastly scattered. It's not funny. So, you know, we, we get asked some of the most basic things on, you know, can you show us how to spool a reel? Can you show us how to rig up? And then, you know, and then much, much more complex things such as, you know, how do you target certain species on surface lures and, you know, how to, how to anchor properly using a sounder and all sorts of things like that. So it's, it's really all over the place. Um, you know, one of the things we've really tried to do on there is really try and get members to drive the content. But exactly as you're saying, you know, that, that's all over the place because people have such vastly different experience levels. But it's really interesting some of the questions you get. But, um, 
yeah, we're, we're always doing different stuff on there, just trying to keep it a bit interesting and, you know, keeping that content flowing for people. I suppose that's the really cool thing about our sport is that what makes it great and grand is the fact that it's so different, so diverse. You can come from all different you know, facets of fishing, except fly mm. fishing, right? And you can actually be a part of what everyone else does, you know, and you can build yeah, friendships. Is. Fly fishermen don't. Well, they're different. They're different. They they're a, spe- they're a special sort of fly fisher. <laughs> they're, like, they're like golfers, I think. Hey? They're a bit like golfers. Really? Oh, just, you know, they've got to wear those. I met a guy the other day who said he gave up fishing and he's taken up golf and it was the best thing he ever did. And I went, you idiot. Nah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Now we're going to have some fun because I was single-figure handicap golfer and I've done fly fishing. I understand. I could see see (laughs) Tony. That actually doesn't surprise me about you, though, Tony. Like, split cane fly rod was your first fly rod, yeah? It was, actually. Yeah, I knew that. And your centre pin reel was your first reel that you had on a split cane rod? For fly fishing, yeah. Yeah? So we're going back some years. My first fishing rod was a fencing foil with three runners wired onto it, painted with silver frost, and a centre pin um, LV. And the funniest thing that ever happened to you <laughs> was like. the ha- funniest thing that ever happened to you was you hooked a triceratops on your back cast. <laughs> now the triceratops, you've got a duck. <laughs> <laughs> because that's only getting into the boat. Because once you're in the water, oh Tony, you say some silly things. Gone yeah. you. <laughs> hey, um, so listen, Al, uh, just to sort of get a bit of insight into what you do, and a lot of people see, um, you know, the, the the website and the YouTube and the TV show and everything else. What, what's some of the favourite stuff for you? Like, if you had a specific species that you like to, you know, tackle locally, would you just always do it for a flathead or a whiting, or has you got to chase something more exotic? What's the deal? No, nah, look, it's, it's a little bit all over the place, and I think. One of the things I've always tried to do, which um, you know can be a blessing and a curse at the same time, is trying to target so many different species. Um, I've tried not to fall for the trap of having too many shows or episodes of the same thing, and so that means that we are just constantly mixing it up. So you know, one day we're chasing snapper out in soft plastics, the next day we're doing uh, you know trout on lures, and then we're doing you know EPs on surface lures, and we do land base and kayak fishing. Oh, look, I think the biggest thing that people have probably grown familiar with what we do is it's probably more particularly around the kayak fishing and definitely more around soft plastics. I think if people kind of think of fishing mad, they're probably the two things that people think of, but yeah, we're always trying to target different things, which is, um, you know, as I said, it's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work in terms of, you know, the gear and the skill sets and the travel and all that sort of stuff that comes with it. But um, it just keeps things interesting. Oh, I love, I love just mixing it up and targeting all sorts of different things. And the other thing I like to do is kind of, challenge things a little bit like i think if you think of areas like port phillip bay you know 99 percent of fishers out there are still targeting whiting on soft uh, so whiting on bait and you know just things like that so we're just trying to mix it up and try and, and target bread and butter species in different ways um and, and that's just our ways of keeping things interesting so yeah yeah I just it's interesting when you think about it and uh, you look at all the diverse different species that we've got around the waterway especially around here this place is out of control at times um, you know, I think a lot of people get stuck in one way, and I suppose even if you look at like some of the US and European models, like the European mm. models are solely stuck on on uh, chasing things like Xander or carp, and you go to the US and it's all about bass or or, bass. or yep. um, what's it called, mm. uh, redfish. So you've yeah. got these solid species, and everything rotates around it. But here, we you couldn't do it. I don't think you, I, you could possibly do something on cod, but I reckon you'd lose half your people in the first six weeks. Yeah, I think. I look, and, and there's guys that have got really niche markets where that's you know, they'll specifically target some of your estuary species and things like that. And I think 
you know, people love that stuff and they still lap it up. But I've probably done the opposite where I'm just trying to, you know, mix things up continually. And as I said, you know, up in that area, Geelong, Ballerine, or there's so many different species that you can target. So whether you're going out in the heads and targeting some of your, you know, your more bigger pelagic stuff or, but I think people love watching that bread and butter stuff. And, you know, there's probably 10 or 15 species locally that you can target, but you can target them in 10 different ways, whether you're, you know, land-based, whether you're bait fishing on a kayak. So um, I, I, I think that's probably the most interesting thing about it. It's, it's, it's something that you'll never master and there's so many different ways that you can target. And I love that part of it, just the full experimental side of things are getting out there. And I think there's a, there's a massive sense of satisfaction when you go out and you catch something in a way that you've never caught before. And that's exactly what you intend to do. So I'm always trying to look at ways just to challenge things and mix it up and keep it interesting. So, and as I said, yeah, well, there's, there's so many different things we can target locally. It's not funny. So, And you've got the advantage at the moment that the fish stocks in the bay itself, all over the bay are increasing and improving. And yeah. then you go out the heads and there's 100 kilo plus barrels coming in from the 50 metre line. Pretty lucky fishery, actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah well, actually, not many places yeah, in the world you can do that. No, well, if you look at all the work being done over the last five years or so, it, it's improved dramatically. And look, it really has to because fishing has grown as a popular sport so, so much. So there's so much more fishing pressure. When you look at what's happened over in South Australia with the snapper fisheries and things like that. But, you know, as you sort of said, a lot of the commercial netting stopped around the Ballerine Peninsula, so the snapper's getting better. Um, I reckon this has been the best whiting season I've ever had. Um, and we've oh, targeted yeah. them on surface lures and soft plastics and all sorts of ways that we've never targeted them in the past. And, you know, you've got all your trout stocking in the lakes and um, yeah, we, look, we're seeing really, really good signs out there. So it's exciting time, despite all that fishing pressure that we've got, which is, you know, which is pretty amazing. It's interesting because we we used to um, back in the early days in another life we did thirty years of live radio, and uh, Steve and I um, would often go to angling clubs and do talks. And when we did, as soon as you you could go talk about exotic species, you could talk about tuna, you could talk about sharks and things like that. The second you brought up, and I mean, you saw it a yeah. dozen times. The second you brought up. Bread and butter species, whiting, yeah, whiting flathead, flathead, snapper, yeah. right? The whole, got the whole crowd lit up. Everybody yep. in the crowd because it's something they see, something they target, and something they like to eat. And and I think that fundamentally, that's some of the things we forget. Well, look, it? I'd love to think we all go to Hawaii to go bone fish, you know, but it's not going to happen. The majority of us are never going to do it in our lifetime. Well, that's because you're a tight ass. Well. <laughs> yeah, possibly. It's, 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 possibly. You're, you're a wad. <laughs> they really, they really like each other, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell you something that's probably interesting, and it probably resonates exactly with what you guys are saying. And you know, obviously now, I mean, we, I, I do quite a few talk nights, and we go to angling clubs, and people come up to you because they recognise you and things like that. I'd say the first thing ninety percent of people say is they love watching this stuff because it's relatable. Um, I, I think this idea of you know, going overseas and you've got a chartered guide and, you you know, yeah. maybe you're on a $200,000 boat with $20,000 of marine electronics. It's just so unrelatable for so many people. And I think what people love to watch is someone familiar going to a place that they can drive 10 minutes or half an hour down the road um, using, you know, non-extravagant gear and sort of emulate that. And I think people love it. And I think that's why... I mean, obviously, there's a massive thirst for it. There's so many people out there doing this sort of stuff. But people really, really love that stuff, that bread and butter stuff, you know, catching a flathead on a soft plastic or a whiting or whatever it might be. Um, people get really excited about that stuff. Um, and it's accessible and easy, and and, that, and people love it. Do you so. remember the early day wars? Do you remember those with the TV shows? Like, yeah, you'd remember this, Al. Back in the early days, you'd... 
you'd, you'd watch TV, right? And the one thing that pissed you off every single time was they were chasing Barra in Papua New Guinea and Black Bass <laughs> or they were chasing right. a marlin off cans, right? And every single bloke listening to your show, or most of them anyway, are going, how the hell am I going to afford that? That's How am right, I going to get there and do that, right? And, and and that's where it resonates with what you're saying there, is that, you know, that bread and butter species that you go out and catch a whiting at the Geelong waterfront or, or, a, or a pinky snapper at the Geelong waterfront, the thing is that half of the people watching your show or listening to it can go and do that. Well, yeah. two trees have put the reefs in out the front of St Helens and I'm a, in the Coast Guard down there and I regularly see good pinky snapper and good solid salmon coming in. Mm. It's not an unusual sight, you know, and they've built reefs all over the bay. Well, they got a uh, a thing. They're they're going to do a thing now. They've chucked ten. Government's chucked ten million dollars to see why the beaches are disappearing around the bay. Yep. And one of the big topics now is putting a lot of artificial reefs. Well, they put four in at the heads for the kingfish to well, keep people out of the channel. Yep. Mm. I just think they should put one down here, load it full of brim down here in Port Arlington. Just so that I've got something to fish, like just four lines in a row. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Oh well, they screwed up the boat ramp. They've got to do something to help us out. He's oh, been going on about this boat ramp for about. And it's still six not weeks open now. It's still, it's still not, not open. open. There as well. You, you, yeah, you got Clifton Springs and that as well, which people are running the ground and a few other things. Oh, I know they're doing a bit of work out there, but um, but you're you're right. What you're saying before though, like I've seen some amazing land-based fish pools. Like I've seen five, six seven kilo snapper pulled it like selling St. Helens rock wall and stuff like that. And um, even, even just the Geelong waterfront guys on plastics, you get the odd, you know, monster sized fish that gets caught. So uh, it's, it's just great to see people catching good fish, even land base where, you know, m- m- maybe there's a weekend warriors that go and buy, you know, a hundred buck rod combo from your local store and they go out and they can still catch good fish. And yeah. And, yeah, and the like, wave has helped a heap too. Oh, that's helped tons. Now you, you're from, uh, you're from Melbourne, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah. around Werribee Way. But, oh, uh, yeah. but you we, do a lot yeah, you do I, a lot of fishing in Geelong, yeah? I try to look we travel everywhere. I mean you guys know look, fishing is so seasonal now that um pretty much twelve months in advance I've got a fair idea of where we're gonna be. Um like that I mean, right now in, in August is probably the toughest fishing at the moment because that <laughs> that water temperature is hovering about ten and a half degrees. So it's probably the first time that I'll I'll probably go do some trout fishing over the next few weeks just because they'll be doing a lot of that, you know, stonker trout stocking and things like that. But, um, yeah, from here, we'll probably, uh, as spring kicks on, we'll probably do a bit of the uh, the giant squid up around Western Port and then we'll be back around this area as that water temperature rises up a bit. And, Are they you know, the most stupid the species? Which? Squid. 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 <laughs> oh, look, they probably are, but you know what? Uh, Ten years ago, I and I think probably a lot of other people were like this, um, how it's become such a popular form of fishing. Um, like even if you look at the squid gear on the market now, all the, you know, ridiculous eggy rods and double handles and stuff, that people love it. Um, and I must admit, I, I even get excited about going out and catching squid, especially when you get onto some of those, you know, those bigger model ones where you're chasing your 40 centimetre plus hood. Um, yeah, look, look, a squid that pulls a bit of drag is not something you'd expect. So it's, um, but yeah, I, I, I love targeting them. They're, oh, they're, they're pretty cool. You get I excited, think. Tony. It's good eating. I, I actually like catching good squid too. And I fish four kilo and I end up, you know, fairly regularly with some serious buckle on the rod, particularly when they give that jet spray and away they go. I've been known to try and release them when they grab a hold of my soft plastic because I'm just not interested. <laughs> Yeah, that's because you can't cook. It's a cra- it's a crap fish. 
<laughs> is it a fish? It's not even a fish. It's a cephalopod. It's a cephalopod. Yeah, it's, a cephalopod. cephalopod. Yeah. it's a really mm. crappy version of a cephalopod. There's other cephalopods. Yeah, octopus. Yeah, there you go. See now, Ockies. Ockies are good. I don't mind. I don't eat Ockies, but I, I, like, I like watching them chasing crabs around in the shallows. Geez, they know how to work it. Yeah. No, I I eat octopus and squid. We should actually have a vote. We should take a public vote and and Run rate the crappiest. Area. Yeah, the crappiest cephalopod. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the the <laughs> giant ones out off New Zealand. That somebody had. What one are they once. called? The giant squid. No, 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 those other things that start with H. Oh, Jesus. Thanks for the silence, boys. Dead air. (laughs) Bit of space there. Moral support there. (laughs) You're not thinking of the big cuttlefish and stuff, though, are you? No, 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 no. no, no. Cuttlefish have got more ink than flesh. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, they're not not good eating anyway, the old cut. But I I look... Good biting, mate. I, I, I I like squid because... I mean, A, they're a bit of fun to catch. You get home, you've got a good feed. But um, they're also exceptional bait. So when we're targeting, you know, your, your big gummy sharks oh. and, and this sort of stuff, that um, there's probably nothing better to go out, spend half an hour, get a couple of good squid on deck, and then you're set yeah, for well, the Yeah, well, that's day, right. So. That's how you normally start a fishing trip on the snapper, don't you? Go out and get some fresh Ab- bait. So we we'll go out and get some Absolutely. Fresh bait. <laughs> well, you wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just fish sticks. I even use I even use plastic squid. Not those. Well, types, I'll tell you though. what, mate. You're fishing with the right bloke in Hawaii. You yeah, reckon? You're the one, one yeah. in the kayak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, 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 you're going no, no, to the no. right place. No, 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 no. I'm not going out with that guy. You talked me into it. I'm going to give him your number, Steve, and say yeah, no worries. Into it. No, but I, I go like you guys will chase with live squid, right, or, or frozen yep. bait. I'll chase them with a squid vicious soft plastic, a gulp or something like that, or you know. Yep. And you're still representing the same thing, but I just like that version. I'd rather work it. I, I don't know how, and I know you do it, and I've been in the boat with you before, and I took alcohol with me, I believe. Right, <laughs> you sit there and. Put a bait out the back. Yep. I can't do it. No, it's good. I, can't, I, I just That's can't. because you don't like the smell of bait. No, I like to do <laughs> things. I like to work things. Yeah. Oh, I, I think some of it depends where you're fishing as well. Because I'm with yeah. you. I'm, I, I, I think I've got ADHD at times because I get bored after five minutes of bait <laughs> fishing sometimes. And uh, my kids have got it. But, um, but look, if you go and fish an area like Western Port where you've got those really, really strong tides – what you realise as soon as you start trying to fish with lures and soft plastics is you, you just can't get down to the bottom half the time. So right. um, that's why, you know, like when we're fishing those areas, and, and certainly early season, so we're talking, you know, probably end of August, September, October, you can get some really big model snapper um, probably at the top end of, of Western Port. But, you know, my preference is always to catch anything on a lure or soft plastic. But in those areas, you just can't fish them those ways. So, um, you know, we kind of resort to getting a, a bit of fresh bait and there's probably nothing better to squid and then casting them out the back and then sitting there and waiting for your moment to come. And, you know, hopefully it does. But well, so, as you can sleep. Yeah, yeah. You can probably sleep, maybe watch a movie or read a book. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you do, yeah? <laughs> See, the difference is when I go whiting fishing, I actually use bait, but I only have to wait generally a couple of minutes between each fish. I would rather catch nothing. The problem is, Tone, when, <laughs> when you go fishing with John yeah. and he's on the plastics, he takes over the whole boat anyway. He does. So you may as well just sit there well, with hang bait on a over second. It. Whose freaking boat is it? Mine. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't come in mine because I go too far from the shore. Last time I went out, I said, mate, you just take the electric. Just use it. He did too. He yeah. gave me the electric. I gave up the end. Right? And you know what he did? He, he spent the next, he, I reckon it was nearly 40 minutes. And I said, what are you doing, Steve? Bent down in the boat. Right? It's only a 4.2 metre boat. 
He was looking for a UDL. It was there. He was sure it was there, but he didn't know what happened to it. If he hadn't been standing on the live tank, I would have been right. <laughs> and, and you Sorry, mate. We don't. We we, we yeah, do stray a bit. This show this this show digresses all the time. So don't worry about this. No, show, no. Right? But 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 I'm but I'm with you guys. Well, because like, I I mean, look. If someone said to me, pick pick your ideal fishing scenario, usually it's on my kayak. Um, and I know it's me. I'll have two or three rods, and I'm just going to be flicking something all day long. Because even even on a quiet day, you feel like you've just you know been doing stuff, and you know you you're occupied. And even when you're not catching, you're still sort of scoping grounds, and you're looking at your sounder, and you're constantly active doing something. It's just it's such a different form of fishing. But I struggle a little bit sometimes with the bait fishing of sitting there, like um, early season snapper in Port Phillip Bay. You know, obviously, there's a lot of hype around it. Guys want to get around it. It's very popular, so we try and cover it. But I know for me, like that, that usually means crazy early hours. So usually, you know, on the water by three or four in the morning. And a lot of times, it's a lot of hours of sitting there just watching your rod waiting to buckle over. Where, yeah, that that, that form of fishing can get a little bit boring. I'd, I'd rather be. Oh, listen, you know, I think it, there's it, also a level of intelligence there, like a lower level of intelligence is a boat fisherman. <laughs> I mean, guys with a higher intelligence. You know, why well, we've got three that listen to the podcast and we're all sitting <laughs> at the table. <laughs> oh, no, we have a crack at it. Like, we've been out here nah, fly fishing for whiting and stuff like that. Yeah, we, we did that. Mm. John, Billings, right. John Billings come down to yeah. prove that real men fly fish and yeah. we let him do it for a yeah. little while after we laughed at him for a bit. <laughs> Good bloke, Jono. He caught fish too. Hey, uh, listen, yeah. Al, I, I, we've got to rock and roll anyway, mate. But, hey, thanks for joining us. I mean, you do a great job and, and keep up the good work promoting the sport and everything and and, uh, and getting people out there. The more fishermen on the water, the better it's going to be for everyone. But at the end of our show, we throw four questions together. Mm-hmm. And this and just is before spe- we do yep. that, can I have one little comment, please? Yep. You said that you like to kayak yep. when you go fishing. Can you sort of emphasise people that – would be really, really good if they put lights on their kayaks at night. And flags. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I actually do very, very little night fishing on the kayak. Um, I, I, look, I've been kayak fishing for about 15 years, and I would say I've probably rescued about 20 kayakers, and for multiple reasons. Some of those are not during night time. But, yeah, the visibility stuff, and to be honest, a lot of the kayak fish shows, they, they often go you know, where there's often quite mm. high boat traffic. Um, and it's just a recipe for disaster. Look, I get a lot of mates that give me quite a bit of grief saying, oh, you know, you're, you're piss weak, you don't come out at night time and, <laughs> and uh, fish. But, but I, look, I, it's just a general safety thing. I think there's there's good times to be out there. But you're right, yeah, like, you, you got to be visible out there. Do they give, you curry about, they give you curry about the camera that you wear on your head? Uh, yeah, look, I think they're used to it. Look, I was going to say, a lot of guys, everybody out there's got a camera. No, that's on their what head I mean. Like, <laughs> in, in the early days, in, in, in the early days when people started wearing those head cams, yep. right? My God, you could hear yeah, guys in the city yelling down at the, <laughs> at the waterfront. It was just out of control. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a common thing these days, though, wouldn't it? You see so many people with them, and every, oh. I think even. People just, are, as a hobby, they want to cover it themselves anyway just for their yeah. own personal stuff. But, look, it, it's really strange at first. Um, most guys that come out with me are probably used to the drill, that we've got cameras and external mics and all that sort of stuff everywhere. And especially now that it's on TV, we want to we yeah. get as good a production as we can. But so many people come up to us when we're just fishing out on the kayaks and land-based. And they love it. I think they're accepting of it. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's it's really good, actually. No, good stuff. Now, am I right to ask the questions, yes. Tony? <laughs> Yes, I'm finished. Thank you. you sure. Yeah. yeah. So that that was a community service ahead, announcement John. where you put your lights on your kayak and your flag at night. Yep. 
Please. Is that the, is like that the, the announcement? The, the Coast Guard boat's got all these crosses on it. There's the kayaks <laughs> <laughs> in the Coast Guard boat. I've had to rescue a few. I try to push them with the front of the boat. It doesn't work. Um, but uh, now, listen, a couple of questions for you, mate. See so here you go with these ones. I reckon you might have had a bit of a listen to the podcast. You might actually know where they're coming from here. So um, now uh, you're allowed to fish with one lure for the rest of your life. What's that lure going to be? Ah, uh, look. look. I'm probably torn. I've got three. <laughs> Am I allowed to have three? <laughs> oh, you, you can, yeah, you can throw three. them out there. You can throw them out there. We try to stick it, it. it. Yeah, it's only because they've got different purposes. But um, look, there's probably three lures I'd never fish without. Um, and they're probably boring answers. You probably hear this stuff all the time, to be honest. But um, uh, the old Berkeley turtleback worm, I think that catches everything. Like yes. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's a fish species alive that I haven't caught with one of those things around Melbourne. Um, so that would be probably number one. Uh, the old diver double clutch in the 75 mil, I've always got those with me. So again, you can cover a whole range of species. And probably the old Z-Man grub, which is probably a really boring answer, but the old in, in oil. Z-Man grub. Prob- yeah, I, I don't think they make it in any other colour, do they? I've only no. ever seen it in motor no, oil. That's, so, your, that's um, your bread and butter. That's your bread and butter species, mate. So the bread and butter lures, I should say, you'll catch fish anywhere in the country on those three. Exactly. Oh, look, I love the surface stuff, but to be honest, whenever having a slow day, or I mean, these are these are just your confidence lures. You just tie these on, and you're pretty confident you're going to get something. So, yeah. I, so my uh, my double clutch preference is AU in color. Yep. No, great color. Same, yeah, actually, I went out yeah. today because we're, we're doing some of the stonker trout uh, filming over the next few days. Um, yes, and we, and we usually just try and replicate the colours of the fish out there. So I think we've got a few black and gold ones, and they've got that rainbow trout coloured one as well, which just looks great. But uh, anything silver and flashy, they, they just they work great for a whole range of things. That's it. All right, mate. One species. That's it. One species. I target everything, so that's that's. Uh, <laughs> no, no, little, got to have a favourite. No, this is this is one. You got to have a favourite. <laughs> Look, I'll probably just say snapper, and, and only because it's just so iconic to Melbourne. Again, it's probably a little bit of a tad of a boring answer, but um, I'd probably cut my teeth on snapper fishing on soft plastics, and I probably all year always look forward to, you know, around sort of, you know, October, November time, and that's what I'm looking forward to is getting out in the yak, targeting, your, you know, anything between sort of your three and six kilo fish on uh your snapper on the kayak, that's yeah, to me, there's probably nothing better than that, so that'll be my choice. All right, now the gods have uh given you one skill that you, you would like to improve on or that you haven't got that you'd like to get. What would that skill be in life? One thing, in life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, there's a lot of pressure these days about getting people onto fish, like that's probably the biggest thing. And obviously, in our members' area and stuff like that, we do stuff to try and forecast, but. If I could have some superpower to forecast where the fish are going to be and when they're going to bite, <laughs> I, I would take that. I'd take that. I'd pay for that. So um, because, because uh, I tell you what, the pressure sometimes, and obviously, you know, we get a lot of members that come out fishing with us, and we love it. We we love taking people regardless of what age and demographic and that. Um, but yeah, the pressure sometimes when you take people out and you're like, geez, you know, you want to give these people a good experience and a good time. But if I had that superpower, that would be amazing. So yeah. All right, now this is your final one. This is the one that sets everyone aside uh, from each other, right? This is uh, numero uno, two species, any two species on the planet. You're allowed to mix them together to make the ultimate fish species. What would it be? What would those two fish be? The ultimate. <laughs> That's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I'll tell you what, we get some good answers, though. I tell you. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I start thinking of some of the exotic overseas stuff like no, go for it. Could be anything, you, be want, anything you, want. you want. Two species of but, but fish. I'll tell you what I'll go with, and um, let, let, let's mix a bass 
and a carp. And, and the, the only reason I'm going to say that is um, I've caught a few carp on plastics. And in my area, they grow like way over a metre. Like these are, you're talking like 10 kilo plus yep. absolute slobs. But, um, you know, they're, they're pretty sluggish to, you know, when you catch them. They're not, they're not a lot of fun. They're just, you know, obviously in tremendous volume and tremendous size. So if you could mix the, the fighting qualities of a bass and put that into a carp knowing its size and volume, I reckon that would be exceptional, especially if you could target them on surface lures. And I, reckon like you that. Just, that uh, just... I reckon you just named a New Guinea black bass. Made a lot. Well, you're prob- bass. Yeah, you're probably, you're probably <laughs> right, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's great, mate. Hey, listen, thanks very much. Keep up the good work and uh, keep spreading the great word about fishing and getting people out there, mate. You do an amazing job and we love having you on the show and hopefully we can get you back soon. No, I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me on board. No, pleasure, mate. Take care. Cheers, mate. Good luck. Have a good night. Thanks, Thanks, mate. mate. Bye. There you go. That's Alamanucci, and you can catch him. uh, Fish and Mad is the show. You can pick it up on YouTube. You can grab a hold of it on uh, Channel 31 uh, on the TV show there. Uh, You see him all over Facebook and everywhere. I reckon it was funny how we had that conversation before about talking about how many species you can catch on, say, soft plastics or... It'd be interesting to see how many different styles to catch that one type of fish you could do. Actually, that'd be a good one. I think um, the interesting thing is uh, people talk about, you know, oh, well, I've never caught a fish on a plastic. I mean, we've mm. heard it, all of us have heard it a million times through yeah. the media uh, over the years with what we do. I believe that any fish that eats will eat a soft plastic, will eat a bait. Yeah. Maybe not a hard body. I think a hard body is a little bit different, but a soft plastic I think is the best representation. you just got to get it right, and on its day it'll work. I mean, um, I've caught ludric on hard bodies. I've caught them on turtleback worms like they're going in a fashion, especially at St. Helens. Um, yep. And, you know, we get whiting on surface lures, we get mm. whiting on bait, we get whiting on plastics. But that's because I mean? the whiting rings shallow water. Well, then that, it, that's exactly right. But if you yeah. go and target a species like, I mean, you've got to take flathead out of the equation because they just eat anything. Yeah. Snapper, e- snapper are easier than flathead to catch on plastics and stuff. So you take those out, you might trawl a minnow, um, and you know, hard body lure around to get those. But you get other species, um, like you was talking about, El was talking about carp. Mm-hmm. Right? I've caught carp in Blue Rock Dam on plastics. I've caught carp on bait and I've caught carp on hard bodies. Not as many hard bodies. But boy, I tell you what, they're they're not the easiest species to target on plastics and 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 hard bodies. And you will get them on a fly. So I mean all the I take the piss out of fly fishermen all the time, but that representation on a fly, except deep water, you're probably gonna catch more than most lures would, most artificial baits. A fly is a very good presentation. The only way basically to get any trout out of the bar on when I was a young bloke was on fly. You'd never get them. Or a net. Or a net. net. But you'd you'd never see anybody catch them on bait because the reddies or the carp got it. Yep. And you'd never see them on hard bodies. You might occasionally see a fish follow up on a broken back minnow or something like that. Mm -hmm. But the only way to actually take them without the pools and behind Queen's Park and that were with a fly. Hey, listen, I've picked up hard body lures before and just gone... Uh, I picked up a, a rainbow pattern, yep. little um, Rapala CD5 or something like that, and that's going to account for everything on that day. I can throw around a pumpkin seed minnow grub or something, and it's not going to work. But it's going to that's that lure is going to account for it on that day. Two weeks later, um, and we've seen it before, mm. it'll be a black grub. 
Or to be yeah. a motor oil grub in two and a half inch in a soft plastic. It won't be the hard body lure. So they change all the time. But I think what you're saying, Steve, that's an interesting one. That, that'd that be the ultimate challenge. I think if you get 10 anglers together, and someone's going to steal this, I know they are, yeah. but if you do, keep us in mind. But for I this, almost right? think, though, you know, we went on for years about soft plastics and how many species you could catch on that soft plastic. Yeah. But to reverse it, to try all different types of fishing to catch. So today's target species is whiting, and yeah. 10 blokes go out and you fish bait, you fish hard bodies, um, which includes surface lures, and you mm. fish soft plastics, right? And the task here is everyone to come back with a whiting. With a whiting, yeah. Right? And, and uh, yeah, no, I think uh, that'd be, uh, that's a challenge well, and a half. How'd you go right. with a gummy? I've caught gummies on plastics. You've caught gummies yeah. on plastics? Yeah, they love white grubs. Okay. Yep. I, oh, no, don't, no one. I don't. I didn't. Don't tell anyone that though. No. All right. Okay. I'll keep it a secret. Yep. And I can tell you what's interesting with it too. If you use a soft plastic grub without scent, versus a biodegradable grub like a gulp or something like that, um, without scent they won't take it. With scent they will take it. And mm-hmm. I believe they're actually attracted to the smell. Oh, well, sharks, and this being all sharks can smell at one part per million. Yeah. So that's yep. that's entirely how they locate their food. Yeah. Yep. No, we've caught them before. Paul and I had a session at the back of the grammar school one day. We got a dozen on soft plastics and we sight fished them. We cast okay. to them. It wasn't very deep water and they chased that white grub down and they went nuts on it. Okay. So, yeah, no, very achievable. Hey, folks, thanks very much for uh, tuning in and listening to the program. Don't forget to tell everyone around it, subscribe, share, you know, all yeah, that whatever. sort of rubbishy stuff you've got to do. Just listen. Yeah. Throw money. That way we're not talking to ourselves. Throw money. Is that that way you throw money? Well, that'd be nice. Yeah. Not much. Just cut the meal. Just slapped in the face with a wet face.